Assalamu alaikum everyone. So today's episode is something that I've been meaning to talk about for a while, but I've just been waiting for the right moment, waiting for the right time, and I think that today, inshallah, will be that day. So today's episode is going to be talking about quite a few different things. We're going to touch on a bunch of different topics, we're going to bridge them together, just kind of, you know, have it at ease, have it at peace. I used to make my episodes very, very formal. But now, after getting some recommendations from you guys, I can tell that you guys definitely like the longer, more chill episodes. So this one is that. So essentially, a lot of the topics will revolve around heartbreak. And one thing that I will be talking about is taking care of your inner garden, aka your heart. Taking care of your soul and things that you can do to make sure that you are watering the dry parts of your garden that are in your soul. You know, one of the big things that I do want to address before I even get into anything is that heartbreak is more than just getting broken from someone or someone that you love. Heartbreak can come from your friends, your family situation, something where you really, really expected something and it came out to be completely different. And that's okay. And that's okay. I'm telling you, it's okay. But we try to limit heartbreak, but heartbreak comes in every single form. It comes in every single different shape. It comes in situations, it comes from people that we don't expect it. So for us to limit heartbreak from one design subject is... It's not cool because it comes from every place. Honestly, one of the saddest parts about heartbreak is the fact that it's not a one-time thing. It's something that you're going to have to go through quite often in your life. And like I said, it doesn't just come from a person. It can come from a situation. It can come from so many different things. So it's, it's very common to find someone in the state of heartbreak because getting over these emotions and getting over these feelings is never really easy. You know, I was talking about this with some people recently and I wanted to share on here. Your heart is nothing less than a garden, okay? Your heart's like a garden. If you are feeling something, you have negative emotions, you have some trauma, you have some things that you're going through, and you bury that under the soil of your garden, and you know, there's weeds and all this bad stuff on top of it, the soil's not fertile, we got all this stuff going on. You bury it deep. And then on top of that, you plant brand new flowers, you water them, you take care of them on this bad foundation of a soil, then you question why all your flowers wilted down after a little bit of hardship. After a couple storms, after a little bit of rain, you're wondering, how did my flowers break down so easily? The question comes down to, what did you plant your flowers on? Did you plant your flowers on something that was very, very weak to begin with, that didn't have the strength to carry you, that didn't have the strength to lay down and really build a foundation? Because quite often, that's exactly what we do. And the thing is, sometimes we let people in our heart because we think that they will help us water our flowers. But some people are only allowed in your heart to walk all over your flowers and nothing else. And this is something that a lot of people find very, very difficult to hear. And I understand. Like I said, this can come from situations as well. So it's not easy to hear. It's not easy to cope with. And I understand that some people, they spend a lifetime over one heartbreak. So like I said, your heart's like a garden. And you got to take care of this garden. You got to make sure that you are giving your own garden enough sunshine, enough water, enough everything, enough strong foundations. So... Referring this back to, you know, what we were talking about, when your heart is broken or when you are going through a situation, you are feeling some certain emotions, do not mask it up. Do not hide it. Do not bury it. Do not dismiss it. The more you dismiss the way that you feel, the more that you will notice the soil in your heart to become a lot more unfertile. You'll notice to become a lot more weak. You'll notice to become a lot more damaged. And in thinking that ignoring all this will make you feel better, you continue to do it, not realizing that you are building a plot of gardens on a heart that doesn't have the strength to carry it. 
So when you feel something, address it, understand it. Why do I feel this way? You know, one thing that I've noticed, especially because I shared my story on here with y'all, right? One thing that I will tell you guys is I skipped quite a few years of some stuff that happened. And, you know, like, of course, just like everyone else, I was very heartbroken from this world. I was so heartbroken on the concept as to why. Why do we have to live, go through all of this, and then in the end, we're going to be granted this thing called heaven. And apparently, that'll fix everything. And I was just like, why? It's just not right. And, you know, I had all these emotions. I had all these feelings about it. And alhamdulillah, those are gone now. <laughs> so I will get into that in a bit. But um, I felt like that. The first thing that I do want to say is when you feel a type of way, when you're heartbroken, you're upset, you need to sit down. And this is something, this is a practice. This is a practice that not a lot of people can do. This is something that's very, very difficult. You're going to listen to it. You're going to hate me for giving you this advice. You're going to be like, I'm not doing this at all. She's out of her mind. But you're going to do this. And I promise you, it's going to change your game. So one, you're going to sit down and grab a piece of paper. And what we're going to do is we're going to do something called rational thinking. Some people may say, oh, that's impossible to do when your heart is broken. But let's, let's question why you feel the way that you feel. When you rationalize your feelings and you take away, you know, all this extra emotion of depression and thoughts and anxiety, that you rip that out of the situation. Focus on what you're sad about and why you're sad about it. I'm not trying to say this in a dismissive way. Because every single person's pain is validated and it's important. Trust me, if you know my story, you know that I'm, not, I'm the last person who ever believed that. That no one's pain doesn't matter. That's definitely not the case. Every single person's pain matters. But sometimes we're sad over things that completely do not benefit us, do not matter for us, do not care for us. And sometimes we're sad over nothing. Like we're just sad just for the sake of being sad. Like we have everything, but we're still sad. And in these situations, it's so important to really be rational about the way that you think. So sit there. And what I do is this sounds stupid. And I, I hate to sound like a, like a, um, like, like such a kid. I don't know. But I'll make a little web. <laughs> I make a web. I write rational thinking in it. And then I, I kind of just whatever my problem is. And I just kind of draw it out. I'm like, why am I upset? And this question takes a hot minute for me to answer sometimes. I'm just staring at it. Like, let's say someone hurt me. Let's say someone hurt me. They said something mean to me. They broke my heart. I don't know. Someone hurt me. My family hurt me. Whatever, right? Then I'm going to sit down. I'm like, why am I hurt about this? Let's say someone called me. Let me think. Let me think. I'm going to think of something that's that's a little, it's a little something. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Got an example. Got an example. Let's say someone cut you out of their life. Let's say that you are no longer associated with someone anymore. Things got ended off on bad terms. What you're going to do is you need to sit down, ask yourself your why. Why am I upset? Well, obviously, because this person's out of your life, you cut off the connections, you miss the memories. There's so many things that you did with this person that you cannot do anymore, whether it's your best friend or whatever. You had these memories. Now you can't do them anymore. You can't talk to this person anymore. And it feels like a part of you is gone. Right. So that's why you're sad. Now ask yourself, this is something I always ask myself this. And anytime I ask myself this, I'm just like, dang, bro. Listen, what can you do to change your situation? 99.8% of the time nothing nothing you can do nothing then the question comes down to if you can do nothing why are you handling all the stress like you can do something why are you handling all the sadness like you can do something let me tell you something this is this is my four-step guide to everything in life bro you're upset about something you cry you pray your istahara you pray your prayers you do your tahajjud whatever you cried you worked your hardest that's it now you just leave it up to Allah. Because what else can we do? And I tell, I tell this to everyone. You're a human being. There's only so many things that you can do. We pressure ourselves so much. We expect so much out of ourselves. There's no need for it. There's not a need for it at all. Like, that's it. Four things. You're upset about something. First of all, get on the prayer mat. 
you know, let it out to Allah. Two, you need to cry about it, cry about it. If you know me, you know 500 times minimum. Crying is a law. Cry about it. Three, work your very hardest. Do not leave anything untouched. Let me tell you something. I've had things in my life where I worked so hard that people would not even be able to imagine. Like my hard work was unbelievable like i didn't even know i had that much hard work in me and i would touch every single stone turn everything around i would walk the journey i would do it all after doing it all i would genuinely expect something to work out i really would but things didn't things wouldn't and it's no one's fault it's not my fault because after you've tried your hardest then you know that you know there's something allah has allah has hidden from me there's something that allah has taken away from me it's been taken away from a reason. One other thing that I really rationally ask myself is, why am I hurt over this? Why am I hurt over the situation? You know what I'm saying? Like you identified what you're hurt about, why you're hurt about it, but why is this hurting you this badly personally on an emotional level? Is there something from your past that triggers this event? Is there something that, that you know what I'm saying? Like there has to be a lineage of something that's making you feel this horrible that you just don't want to even deal with life anymore. There has to be something. And you got to sit there and make that correlation. Let me tell you something. I've had things that I, this is back in my day before I was, you know, before I really got close to Islam. And Alhamdulillah, I think you can never be too pious. I don't think I'm really righteous that much. I think there's always room for everyone. But before I was really um, guided by Allah, I guess you could say, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right term before I, I was ignorant. Okay. Back in my ignorant days. One thing that I always, 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 always used to do was take certain things so 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 much to heart that i would feel like it's my fault when things didn't go the way that they were supposed to so like back in my ignorant days i guess you could say one thing that i always used to do is if i used to get hurt about something if i had like you know something very severe going on in my life i'm talking severe severe i would bury it and i'll be like all right i cried for two days we're not coming back to this topic and i was shutting and i'll be like all right we're done this is it and then you know, I'd live my life, live my life, live my life. Maybe two, three years later, something else would happen. And that action would trigger memories and trigger more harsher emotions in regards to what happened to me maybe two, three years ago. And now it would come back and slap me in the face double because I'm dealing with the current situation and I'm dealing with what I decided to bury two, three years ago without addressing it. And that's the thing. Some of us live in this loophole. We live in this loophole of burying the way that we feel, burying our trauma, burying everything. Then we shove it under the rug. Then we continue to live our life. Five, six years later, something happens. It triggers everything else from your past. And now you're a mess again. You're starting at point A again. That's my point. There's just no need for you to be doing that. There's no need for you to be hiding the way that you feel. You know, the thing is in our society, which I'm so against this, 1000% against this. We've made it seem like crying and being sad and all these things are like, bad why is it bad are you not a human being are you a robot why are you expected to get up every day and be so happy why are you expected to get up every day and do your fulfillist and you know be super productive why are you expecting that why are people expecting that you know i'm very very obvious i'm, I'm just give y'all some personal insight about me since you know I, I talk about everything on here i'm the type of person that if i'm upset about something i will cry i don't care i will cry 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 i will cry and a lot of times i'm also one of those people that struggle to ask for help and i'll talk about that later on in this episode but i really i really struggle to ask for help i do not like to ask for help at all at all i can't do it i just can't like it's something that i cannot wrap my head around because i just kind of think i'm like well no one's gonna you know be there for me the way that allah is so i'm just gonna go to allah and that's true 
And you should do that, but I'll get into that a little bit more later. So I never ask for help. So I just cry and I cry and I cry. And then, you know, if, if, I, if I meet someone, let's say I'm with a close friend, they're like, hey, how are you? I'm telling you, bro, get a t-shirt, get some tissues, get a napkin, get a toilet paper roll, do it all. Because I will flood, I will flood the Niagara Falls out of my eyes. I will cry. That's just the type of person I am because... You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I suck at lying to people when they tell me, hey, how are you? And if I'm not good, I'm not good. But on text, I think I'm pretty good at it. So that's not a problem. But if someone says to me in real life, like, hey, how are you? I'm like, listen, I'm about to get started. And I do. And I cry. And I'm not. it's not something that I'm really ashamed of. I used to feel really upset about it. Obviously, I only do that with like people that I'm like super close with, like my close girlfriends. But that's not something that you can do with everyone. You know what I'm saying? Because there's people that will make fun of you. There's people that will make fun of the fact that you feel sad. There's people that will make fun of you for crying, for showing emotions. They'll consider you weak. I think that the strongest person is the person that shows emotion. Because emotions are one of the most vulnerable and scariest things for every single human being. And if you have the guts to show emotions, then you have the guts to honestly do anything in my opinion you know what i'm going to tell you this one thing for a fact if you are heartbroken you're going through something you're feeling something you can't punish yourself you can't punish those that have hurt you when you punish people that have hurt you you're also punishing yourself and i understand that it's never easy to get over these things and like i said we're going to talk about this a little bit more it's never easy to get over these things but if you think that punishing the one that broke your heart will make it all better for you you're you're no you're wrong it's not going to i talked about this in an episode a while ago you know revenge and jealousy you're just holding a burning coal you're going to burn yourself you're going to hurt yourself before you hurt anyone else so for you to sit here and think that if i you know punish these people i act negatively towards these people i'm going to feel better you're not going to feel better what's going to happen about your own broken heart what's going to happen about the heart that you let people walk over no one's going to come here and take care of it no one's going to come here and fix it so the more and more you choose to blind eye, you know, the way that you feel, the more and more you'll find it yourself to be hard. One thing that I want to tell you guys that some people, they find this weird, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. This has changed my life. If you want to cry, then bro, just cry. Like, cry. Why? Why have we made it seem like crying is like a delusional thing? Y'all, I crying is like my way of letting go of so much. I feel so much better. All my anger, everything just goes out when I cry. Do I feel great after it? Sometimes, yeah. Do I feel horrible? Yeah. But it's about letting out the way that you feel. Because if you do not let it out, you're suppressing emotions. Those emotions will gather. They'll form bubbles. They'll form all the stuff inside of you. And then you'll explode one day. And you'll wonder, why did I explode? What happened? I didn't see the suns. I didn't see the red flags. Boo, the red flags was the fact that you was burying the way that you felt. That was your red flag. So that's my first tip. If you are heartbroken right now, don't hide it. There's nothing wrong with having a broken heart. There's nothing wrong with feeling off. There's nothing wrong with feeling sad. That's number one. You have to accept that it's 1000% okay to feel the way that you feel. Do not devalidate your emotions. When you devalidate your emotions, you are hurting no one except yourself. I know some people and I'm in high school, y'all. Come on. Let's talk about this. Let's, if you're from the US, you know what I'm talking about. I hate to see this, but let's listen. I really cannot stand when people go like on their social media and they're like hey i'm so unbothered i'm happy i'm living my best life i don't care what nobody says about me da -da -da. girl if you didn't care you'd never find the need to come here and say all this when you are truly unbothered you do not find the need to express how unbothered you are because you will live your life being unbothered by the people that intend to bother you simple 
period end of story there is no need for you to be feeling that there's no need for you to be feeling the need the validation to seek from other people to show them that you're unbothered if you're really unbothered you're gonna get up you're gonna live your life and so i hate when i see little girls do that especially in high school like alhamdulillah graduating soon but you know people like if you're unbothered then you wouldn't find the need to tell me that you're unbothered you get me so this that's one thing if you're heartbroken you're sad you're upset there is nothing wrong with the way that you feel i wish i told myself this when i was little when i was little i used to act like it was like the worst thing in the world and that's exactly what kept my suffering going on for longer because i always underestimated my feelings the second thing that i want to tell you guys is when you have someone that has walked over the flowers of your heart punishing them getting mad at them being upset at them it's it's very common but it isn't going to fix you and it isn't going to fix the flowers that were broken sometimes the best thing to do is to let go because holding on does more damage than letting go and i've mentioned that before as well you just got to let go and sometimes you just got to isolate yourself you got to get back in your little bubble you got to sit back down you got to pull out all them weeds out your heart you got to pull out all them dead flowers and it's going to hurt i'm telling you it's going to hurt it's not easy it is not easy to sit there late at night seeing these things in your heart feeling them on your physical appearance feeling them in your soul and having to rip them out of you having realizing that this is the chapter that's done this is over i have to start plant brand new it's so not easy and i spent years doing this if you think that is going to take you a few weeks a few months to pull out these dead seeds out of your heart and throw them away you're out of your goddamn mind bro you're out of it. There's just no way. That that I've known I've known people that it takes a lifetime to do that. And I'm not telling you this to discourage you because there's certain we's, there's certain things that we have in our heart that are so deeply stemmed in that we can't pull them out no matter how much we try. And that's where help comes in. That's where help from Allah comes in. Cuz who can take out these things out of your heart except Allah? You know whatever you're capable of doing, you do. Like I said, there's this Quran verse where they say that you know Allah's not going to change your condition unless you change the condition of yourself. So you're going to have to try to change the condition of yourself first. You're going to have to try to remove whatever you can. Cut out the people that aren't good for you. Take out whatever's not good for you. Get rid of it. Take out the trash, bro. Take out the trash out of your heart. Take it out. And then after that, you're going to be left with a few things. And those few things are going to be very very difficult to get rid of. And that's exactly where you build your relationship with God. That is where I build my relationship with God because there were certain things that I just could not stop doing or I could not let go of. And the question comes down to who can fix your heart better than the one that's made it, right? So you got to take that heart, man. You got to go back to Allah. And this is the part where a lot of people they're hesitant. They don't want to do it. They're scared. They're not a fan of this idea because it's scary. It's scary to go back after you've been so far. But I tell this to everyone, God's never far. It's us that go far. Um I don't know if you guys know this, I mentioned this um, previously as well. We're told how God is closer to us in our own vein and he loves us more than our own mother does. So think about that. You are isolating and burning and hurting yourself being away from God when God never said that. One thing that I always tell so many girls that I talk to is who told you to worry? Like who told you to carry stress? Who told you to be upset? Nobody. And moreover, not God. I know so many people that are ready to give up on life. They're ready to give up on everything. They're ready to let go. They're ready to go back to their old ways. And I'm like, why are you your own enemy? Why do you want to be your own enemy if Allah is with you? If Allah is by your side, why are you your own enemy? Why are you fighting a literal jihad within yourself when Allah is literally with you? Why are you fighting a war within yourself? 
like the one that's so extraordinarily powerful is with you. Yet you are an enemy of yourself because of what someone has said to you, because of how someone has hurt you. And I remember when I when I thought about this when I was, you know, again, younger, I was like, shoot, I got God with me. Why am I like this then? And it, it terrified me because, you know, what I'm saying not having support from people is scary. But not having support from God is terrifying because if you do not have support from God, it doesn't matter how many people on this earth come and support you. You won't be saved. You won't be rescued and you won't be helped. So if you think that you can gather half the whole population, they're going to make you feel better, then all right, go do it. But when you realize that no one's going to rescue you the same way God does, don't be surprised. That's why I'm saying it's better to have God than have no one. You get me? Because what is anyone else going to do for you? And this is the concept of asking for help. I'm going to bring this in here real quick. What is anyone else going to do for you? People are going to give you advice. People are going to talk to you. People are going to try to make you feel better. And I'm not going to lie. They do. Sometimes people really do get to the soul. But no one gets to the soul the way that God does. And so when it comes to the topic of getting advice, getting help from people, one thing that I'm still currently working on is that I do not like to ask for help. No matter what. I will sit there and I will take the long way. I will do everything, but I won't ask for help. And that is not good at all. You know, there's a lot of people that are like, you should just ask God for help and that'll be okay. That'll be sufficient. And I agree. Yeah. Because who can change your condition except the one that controls everything? But you need to sometimes sit there and ask for help when you need it. You need to cry out for help when you need it. People hate to ask for help because it makes them look weak. But nothing makes someone look stronger than when they are weak and they seek for help. So when you are weak... You need to seek for help, whether it's a close friend, anybody, it could be me, bro, DM me, it doesn't matter who, you need to seek for that help. Because if you do not get that help, you are isolating your own self and making it even more harder. After you talk to God, after you talk about it with, you know, just let it out, like let it out with God, you really get up in there, you've done your prayers, you still feel the need to talk to someone, then talk to someone. There is nothing wrong with getting advice. Our generation has made it seem like getting advice and talking to people is the most insane thing. Do not get me wrong. And I have said this in my multiple other episodes as well. I don't like to act, ask for advice that much because a lot of the people around me, I feel like they just don't get me the same. Of course, I have a handful of people that I know that I can go to no matter what. But like I said, advice, it never hits the same as it hits from God. So of course, ask God first and then tell the people second if you need it. And that two people you trust. Because you do not want anyone giving you bad advice, especially in a bad moment. It doesn't end up well. When you're going through all of these phases, you're going through all these heartbreaks. And I understand like there is no worse feeling ever in the world than sitting there and feeling your heart dropping. And the sad part about heartbreak is that it makes you feel very, very empty. But emptiness feels very, very heavy. It's, it's all this lineage of stuff, bro. It's, it's, not, it's not a joke. It's not easy. But the day that you learn to realize that your heartbreak is very, very normal and it's very much accepted, you'll notice things to change. And one other thing that I would really recommend to anyone going through a heartbreak is be very, 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 very patient with yourself. Be so patient and so kind with yourself. This is something I wished I did too, <laughs> but I didn't. Be very, very patient and kind with yourself. Sometimes our biggest enemy and our biggest critic is ourselves. We're so vicious. I am, I'm vicious on myself, bro. So vicious. Nobody's business vicious. Like, I will go in. If I don't feel like I'm doing something to my 100th best ability, no. That's it. 
like I go insane. And it's not easy. Because I know this is especially goes out to my people that have ADHD. I've met some new brothers and sisters that have ADHD. The thing about ADHD is that it makes you very, very hyper-fixed on something, right? For a lot of people, that's the problem. It makes their concentration go super, super fixed. And then for a lot of people, they, they struggle to get out of that little circle. You got two choices with what you can do if you have ADHD, you have these type of situations. You can choose to hyper-fix yourself on the worst parts of yourself, on the worst parts of life, on the worst parts of everything. And live in that circle and live in that cycle for your entire life. Or you can direct your energy, put it into a good place and put it on the path of religion, put it on the path of self-growth. And I promise you, with so much commitment and so much, you know, like focus, you're going to become someone you don't even recognize. Swear, swear, bro. So I just wanted to touch base on that because I know that I do have some people listening that do struggle with ADHD. So that's that. Anyway, you get to you get to decide where you put your energy. I know that for a lot of people, it's very, very hard. The transition to pulling out all these roots out of your heart and, you know, letting go of everything. It's not easy. It's not. And it's very easy to put your energy into the worst place known to man and just bury yourself in it. But listen to me. This this is going to sound harsh. The morning is still going to come. The sun is still going to rise. It is still going to be night. The moon is still going to come. The seasons are still going to change. This world's not going to wait for you. No one's going to wait for you. So the least that you can do is wait for yourself. Be patient with yourself. If you are not patient with yourself, no one's going to be patient with you. If you are not kind to yourself throughout this hard time, no one's going to be kind to you. You have got to put some resilience in your dang backbone and be kind to yourself. You need to realize that heartbreak, these things, they take a season, sometimes years to heal. Let alone long, long time. And if you think that after a couple months, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to feel okay, you're being cruel to yourself. Do not set a standard that you know is so difficult and impossible to reach. You have to be patient with yourself. There's going to be times when you wouldn't want to do something, but you know it's better for you. There's going to be times where you're going to have to cut off certain people out of your life. And it's going to be the most hardest thing because it's going to feel so awkward. It's going to feel so out of place. But if you feel the need to do it, then do it. Anything that you need to do to get over this heartbreak, do it. Because this this heartbreak, I promise you, after you heal, you're going to be the baddest. Mm, you're just going to be great, girl. Trust me. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything wrong, but you're going to be bad, girl. Like, you're going to be good. Trust me. You are going to go through it. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you feel better. Now, coming on to the third phase, really. After you build the courage to take those seeds and take those plants and take those roots out of your heart, pull them really hard out. And then, you know, of course, turn back to God and reflect on everything and ask God for your help. At one point or another, you're slowly going to notice the garden in your heart to become very, very, very empty. And this is not an easy stage. Like I said, none of this is easy. This is not an easy stage. In this stage, you're going to feel so lonely. You're going to feel like no one understands you. You're going to feel like there's no point in life. You're going to feel like there's no purpose. Because every single thing that gave you a purpose, you had to rip it out. You had to throw it out of your heart. It wasn't good for you. Your purpose was not hindering what you are truly capable of doing. It was stopping you from being as good as you could be. So you had to let it go. And there's nothing wrong with that, like I said. But now you're at the stage where your garden is empty. And the soil is just kind of there. You're just kind of there. It's just like nothing's moving. And let me tell you something. This stage is critical. You got to hang on the line on this stage. 
matter what happens, do not let go. Do not go chase back what you thought was comfortable. Don't go back chasing things because it may it was easy. Not everything easy is good. Do not go back chasing what you may feel like was right. Not everything right is really right for us. Like I said, there's like I said, isn't it in the Quran? Yes, it's in the Quran. Like they say in the Quran, you may like something, it may be bad for you, you may think something's good for you and it may be bad for you right i'm sorry guys my head is hurting and i'm just like spitting out throwing out all these facts out of here i'm sorry guys give me a moment you may like something while it may be bad for you you may think something's bad for you while it may be good for you there you go i bet all my people that are muslim are like what is going on with her i'm sorry guys i have a headache but yes that like i said you may go back and chase those things because you think it's right doesn't mean it is our judgment is very, very poor compared to God's judgment. I've had to pull out people out of my life, which, let me tell you something, I went insane. Like, I was like, I'm going to break the hajjad. When I get to heaven, I better meet these same people again. This was like the most perfect person ever. This was the most perfect best friend you can ever have. This is impossible. Did it? Like, I used to go insane. Like, I was like, this is like the most perfect human being ever. There's just absolutely no way that I can let go of this friend group. I can let go of these people. No way. Like, out of your mind. Out of your mind out of your mind bro i was like there's just no way but it was until i was forced to let go by god that i i remember telling myself this i was like what is written for me is not gonna miss me and let me tell you they were not written for me girl they were not written for me <laughs> they never came back <laughs> i mean it's you know some people they may think that that's a bad thing but think come back then clearly there was there was a lot of things i didn't know and trust me i found out i found out so many things and i was just like what were you thinking that was all i used to sit there I, and i that's another really bad phase you go into um you go into regret like what was i thinking like bro don't get me wrong we all mess up we all do things but like how long are you gonna beat yourself up over it you cannot regret your past like yeah sure you might not want to ever do those things again it's like yeah it's hard you wouldn't want to do this again but you cannot hate it you can't hate the experiences that make you 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 get me like you can regret it you can hate it you cannot feel like you know, like, like it wasn't needed. But again, like I said, you cannot grow a passionate, 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 you know, enmity against your past. Because, I mean, if it wasn't for that, we're, you wouldn't be here today, right? You wouldn't be here at the phase of wanting to grow. So sometimes you do have to go through it. You do. And I understand I have a strong enmity with my past. Let me tell you something I did for a very hot minute. I was just like angry. I was just like, bro, bring past me in front of me. And it's on sight. I'm punching her. But now, now, now that I'm getting a little bit older, I'm like, there's just no, there's no reason. You know, people, they bring up your past. They try to make fun of you for it. They try to tell you that you're stupid for the decisions that you made, for the things that you've done. Those things made you, you. And Allah wrote those things in your qadr. And there is nothing that me and you can do to change about that. Nothing. It was written. We had to do it. We made our dua. We messed up. We learned from our mistakes. We became wiser. That's it. That's it. That, that's what life is about. You're done. And if anyone tries to make fun of you for your past for it, then automatically cut off and gone. Because you are a different person now. A storyteller does not have just one story. Your story about your past is done, it's shut, it's gone. And now it's time to write a new story. And you're going re to read that story. You're going to tell people that story. You're going to be passionate about the story because you are going to put all your energy into yourself. Now, when you're at this phase of loneliness, it's very, very difficult because you want something to grow. You want some new seeds to come. You want some new flowers to grow inside of you. You want to start experiencing life again. But sometimes flowers are very, very slow to grow because it's not their season. Right? 
And that that is a very hard phase. I was in that phase for a very long time. I hope you all know this is all based off a of personal experience. So that's why I keep mentioning that. I was in that phase for a very, very long time. An insane amount of long time. Like I started getting like suffocation. Just being alone. That alone. I hated it. And I wanted to grow flowers in me. I wanted to start over. I wanted to do new things. But I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Because Allah decided that it wasn't that season for me. And I'm not going to lie to you. When I used to try to, you know, grow these flowers in my heart and I realized that it wasn't the season for me, I used to be very upset. I used to be like, what's the point? I'm trying. Why isn't Allah changing my condition? But the truth is, let's be honest with you guys. I'm, I know that this is really in the garden analogy. So if you're someone that's into um, gardening, you might like this episode. But listen, have you guys ever tried to grow certain plants when it's very, very cold? And no matter how much water you give them, no matter what you do, those plants don't live. Those plants die. They can't bear the cold. They can't bear the condition. Likewise, when it's not your season and you try to plant new people in your heart, new situations, new zones, you try to plant these things, and it is not your proper time, do not be surprised when they die. Do not be surprised that you end up alone. And that's why I tell everyone, in your heartbreak journey, your relationship with God plays a very, very big role. Because for the people that do not reflect upon God, the people that do not go out to God for help, when you are in this zone of, you know, taking out things, putting things in, being lonely, it's very, very easy for you to mess up and end up at square A again. And then it's just a cycle. So sometimes we're working our hardest, we're trying to change our condition, things don't change, you need to understand that there is better in that. I cannot tell you guys how much loneliness I felt after moving here, after moving to a brand new state. I have a lot of, I met so many amazing people online, mashallah, like beautiful communities of, you know, Muslim people that value their, mm, I'm sorry, that value their deen immensely and they have changed my game as well and I know some of them are listening but they changed my game as well and alhamdulillah you know they they really there but physically of course I feel alone as well so it, it gets difficult sometimes and it's it's not easy but people will come and go when Allah decides for it it's not in my control it's not in your control there's nothing we can do about it eventually there will come a season and this is really leading us to our next phase season will come where people will be born into your heart, where people will come, where people will blossom, where you will start to blossom, where you will meet people that will give you hope. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because some of us have been stuck in the last stages for decades. And we're just waiting for when is this person going to come? When is this group of friends going to come? When am I going to feel hope inside myself? Your hope is always going to be alive as long as you are alive because God is always with you, right? So evidently, if you have given up on hope, before the sun has risen from the west and the angels of death ain't here, you did it to yourself. Some of us try to make a judgment that we're going to go to hell and that we're not good enough. That Allah's not going to forgive us. That our prayers are not worthy enough. But we aren't even dead yet. And you haven't even talked. Like, Allah has not even told you that, hey, like, hey, your prayers don't count. Allah would never say that. Why? Like, why are you making such bold judgments? You, the way that you view yourself is not a 100% all the time corresponding of the way that God views you. Just because you feel insecure, unworthy, and unloved does not mean that God views you that way, okay? So there's a lot that needs to be changed when it comes to our own inner condition and the way that we perceive ourselves. And when you start to meet these new people that come into your life, embrace them with open arms, embrace them with kindness. You cannot bleed on to people 
because of your past. You cannot cut on other people. You cannot hurt other people. You cannot punish other people because of how other people did you before. You know, I know a lot of people that trust issues. I have trust issues. I, I used to. Uh, I'm not saying I don't now, but I'm very cautious, of course, but trust issues. I remember they were so severe for me at one point that anytime I'd make a new friend, I'd instantly doubt them. I'd instantly doubt every single thing about them. And my trust issues were so high that I would never even want to become friends with anyone because I would instantly keep a mindset that they'll hurt me. When your trust issues, and like I said, your past starts bleeding onto other people, there's a problem because now you're not capable of building new relations. And I think it's back, we go back, back a stage and you focus on yourself again. So if you notice yourself bleeding onto other people, not being the best version of yourself to other people, take a step back because you do not. You do not, you do not, you do not treat anyone like that, ever. Nobody deserves to be treated like that, ever. Do not ever treat anyone negatively, badly, with negative intent because people from your past treated you like that. That was the past, this is the future, and right now, the only thing that matters is the way that you handle your future. So when you really focus in on that, and you feel like, okay, I'm treating these people good, they're treating me good, I'm starting to notice I can trust them, and that is where we come to our next stage. And that is allowing the sunlight in. Allowing yourself to grow. Do not hide yourself in the shadows. Don't limit yourself. Don't hide in the shade. Don't do that. Allow yourself to grow. Allow yourself to feel love from people. Allow yourself to feel care from people. Allow yourself to feel appreciated from people. Allow yourself to feel proud of yourself. Because if you are not proud of yourself, who's going to be proud of you? If you're not happy with who you are, who's going to be happy with you? So feel those feelings for yourself first and foremost. And when other people are, you know, reciprocating those emotions to you, be kind about it. Be accepting about it. Be open to it. Now, I'm not saying don't have your guard on. Of course, you should be careful. We can't let people walk all over us again. But we need to be careful. But you need to be careful in a healthy manner, in a manner that is not suffocating and oppressing the people that are meant to do you good and moreover make sure that you're not oppressing yourself a lot of times we are actually oppressing ourselves by putting ourselves in situations that we think we will be happy in that we will feel content in and then in real life none of that not one not one bit none of it stop being your own chokehold stop being your own oppressor you're oppressing yourself if you're forcing yourself to be around people that you know are not going to benefit you so allow that sunlight in, allow good people in, and if you notice that someone is, you know, maybe not good for your heart, not good for your soul, and you see that they're harming you in a negative way, let them go. Let it go, don't start no drama, don't start no negative intent, don't start nothing, just let it go. Let it go with respect. Because you, let me tell you something, and I'm gonna, I need a moment for this one. Never ever let anyone in your life tell you twice that they don't want you, or that you're a bad person. I heard this before and I wanted to share it on here. Do not ever let anyone tell you twice. If you see someone, they're treating you bad, they're toxic, they got problems with you, open the door, let them go. Your job is not to change for everyone. Your job is to change to become the best version of you. That's it. For Allah, that's it. So when you see that someone is negatively impacting the way that you view yourself, do not oppress your own self by keeping them around. Get rid of them, cut them off, they're toxic, let it go. Because you did not work this hard on yourself to give up. You did not work this hard on your healing to just let it all go now. That's stupid. Come on. We cannot ruin all this progress that we've made over one person. 
no one's worth it. No one's worth it. Trust me. And as time grows by, you'll notice that the flowers inside of you will start to grow. Everything you spent your time planting will grow. Everything that you planted on clean, nice soil in the ground will grow. And it will flourish and it will be okay. And you're going to embrace this moment. Because so many of us, we wait for happiness. We think, when is happiness going to come? When am I going to be happy? This is happiness. Happiness is knowing that no matter whatever happened to me before, no matter what's going to happen to me, what I'm living in right now is the most important stage of growth and most important stage of nourishment for me. And if I need to take it in and truly embrace it and love it, I'm going to be happy. That's what happiness is. Happiness, first of all, like I said, it's a gift. You do not ever just come to destination happiness. You find it. You find that happiness and you embrace it. You create it. You truly nourish yourself in it. So you create your happiness. You create your purpose. You create all these good things. And while you are taking care of your garden and the people that are visiting your garden, it's very important you still take care of your soil. Take care of your foundation. Take care of your well-being. Take care of whatever was to happen is to happen. Take care of what's to come and what's to go. Take care of yourself. Self-care is one of the hardest things to do. Self-care is far more than putting on a face mask and watching a show. Self-care is making a decision for yourself. It's right when it's the hardest thing to do. And I learned that the hard way. You know, if you're a girl, instantly you know. You're like, okay, I'm going to work out at the gym. Eat some, eat some kale. Listen to good music. Astaghfirullah, not music, y'all. Don't listen to music. It's haram. But, um, you know, whatever. I'm going to do all this and I'm going to be okay. Yet, at the end of the day, you still feel horrible. <laughs> so, self-care is a lot more than that. Self-care is making a decision to protect yourself from oppression in the moment when you know that you, are, that you can put yourself in fire for it. If you know that you are close to oppression, you know that you are close to oppressing yourself or oppressing someone, this is where self-care kick, self kicks in. This is where your healthy habits kick in. This is where you get to decide, how do I want to treat myself? How do I want to treat the person that I took so long to build? And I know me and you both know, you don't want to treat yourself bad. So protect yourself. Self-care, really, when you put it, you apply it, you're going to protect yourself from oppression. I remember this one thing that I did when I was younger there was a lot of people that I used to be around that were bad and I used to be like okay I need I know I need to let these people go but I used to mask the self-care and you know come home and do my face masks and whatever and thought that was okay do some hair masks also <laughs> and I used to be like all right I'll be fine now but I was never fine and as time went on I realized that like self-care it's about making the decision that's right when it feels impossible to do it but if you know something's good for you do not be your own enemy and block it out. Do not block your own blessings. The longer you entertain what is not for you, the longer Allah will take away what is meant for you. Okay? You want to attract this goodness. You want to attract your future spouse. You want to attract your future besties, your future house, whatever. You know, some people, they manifest. Let me talk about this real quick. They're so big on manifesting. I'm going to manifest this. The full moon's out. You know, let me get my crystals. Y'all. What? Get on the prayer mat and ask God, bro. We pray five times a day. You get to do dua at the end of your prayer. Ask God. Most literally, what is your... Mm, yo, I'm so against people who do that. So just like that, you know, sooner or later, you're going to start to find yourself to feel a lot better. You're going to find yourself to feel a lot more peace and 
things are going to become a lot more easier. And the one thing that will keep you steadfast and grounded throughout all of this is your relationship with God. God will bless you with happiness. God will take care of you. I promise you, if you knew me before and you know me now, you know I ain't the same person. I promise you guys. I was one of those people that were always questioning everything. I still do, alhamdulillah. But God's not going to let your hard work go to waste, especially if... You try your best in every single thing that you do. I know that going through a heartbreak, I know that losing someone, just having this change and having to go in your heart and pull all these things out, it's never easy. It never is. And But you know, a lot of people, they're going to make fun of you for it as well. Some people, they are so used to living such a toxic lifestyle that they, some people, they don't even clean out their heart. They don't clean out their little garden. They just... Let people walk over it. They themselves walk over it. So do not be your own enemy. Your heart's nothing less than a gem, okay? Your heart's nothing less than a gem. And it's important that you take care of it because your heart is the gateway to your soul. Keep your heart clean. Your soul will be clean. Your spiritual health will be better. And I promise you, things will change. Things do change. And I always say this in almost every single one of my episodes because I remember being at a point where I thought nothing would ever change. And whenever people used to tell me, it gets better, I was like, oh my god, stop, when? Like, stop playing with me. It does. It does. I promise you it gets better. Every single time. Every single time. It just depends. How strong are you? How much energy do you have? And I know that you have the resilience to do it. I know that every single person who wants to heal from a broken heart has the resilience. It's not easy. You're going to have to get a lot more of it. There's going to be a lot of energy you need. Sometimes you've got to get up and get started, man. Sometimes we can't wait in life till we're ready. If we constantly wait till we're ready, we're constantly going to be left behind. We're constantly not going to be at our fullest in our own journey. And by left behind, I mean in your own journey. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Your color is from different from everyone else. So when something's written for you, you're going to get it regardless, no matter what, right? So don't compare yourself. Don't worry about, oh, this person's doing this and I'm over here doing that. Don't worry. If something's meant for you, it won't miss you. But don't be your own enemy and slow your own self down. Don't waste beautiful seasons and years of your life reflecting upon something that doesn't really benefit you anymore. You control a lot of the things that you think. So flood yourself with positive thoughts. Flood yourself with the love of God. Flood yourself with goodness because I promise you things change. And I had to say it again. Things change, bro. They change. And as you continue on in life taking care of this garden, it's not easy. That's why you have to be very, very careful who, who you open up the gates to gotta be careful because every single garden that i've ever seen in my opinion is beautiful in its own way some gardens don't have grass in some areas some are a little bit bald in some areas you know what i mean some don't got no flowers but they're beautiful because that is what makes them them and you need to be accepting of what you are and what your little heart garden is regardless of what people have to say you're very much capable of growing seeds and you growing new life and you growing all these beautiful things in your heart The question is, how badly do you want to do it? I hope that this episode was beneficial to someone. I hope that you guys felt a lot better after listening to it. I've gotten quite a few DMs on some new ideas that I will be doing soon, inshallah. So if you sent me your idea, I promise you it's not going ignored. Writing them down, I got y'all covered. Um, Reach out to me if you ever need anything. My DMs are open. They've always been open. You know that if you text me, me and you are probably best friends by now. I have a whole only girls discord. You can join that as well. I post morning advice on there and a bunch of other stuff. I hope that every single person found this episode beneficial. I love y'all with my whole heart. Mm, I love y'all with my whole heart. <laughs>
I'm sorry. Sometimes when I talk, people are like, you got an accent. And I'm like, what accent? I don't hear it. Besides the point, y'all. I love y'all. Assalamu alaikum.